podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 23rd of November, 2021. My name's Patrick Smith. A solid, I'm a happy man, a solid demolition of the Manchester Storm over two nights. with Witnessed 13 goals from the Giants and only four conceded, giving us the maximum four points from the games at the SSE Arena. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the Manchester games and all the events of the weekend. Simon's popped down to training for a chat with a few of the lads. We're not having a fan agenda this week, so we've just thrown the questions out to you guys and we're going to have a bit of a chat. Uh, Joel's going to have a dig into the Elite League news. And uh, this weekend, we face the Dundee Stars. Yeah! Let's go! Yeah, Let's the go! Dundee Stars. And, and, and Cardiff. <laughs> and Cardiff. We'll quickly chat about those. Um, Mr. Jimsy, how are you? Good evening, Paddy. I'm not too bad, mate. You cool? Mate, my boiler's bust. Um, I might as well be doing this uh, podcast from Santa Ice. It's that cool. <laughs> you got a super sir or something like that? Do you know what I mean? Mate, I used to have what? a super sir and nearly killed myself with it. Did you? I nearly gassed myself out. It was in a wee room and I started to get sore heads and all and started to get really tired all the time. It turned out I was gassing myself. <laughs> so, I've not seen one since I was a kid, mate. I have to tell you. I had a super sir not that long ago in the office and worked. Really? but. Dangerous out units we are. My granny yeah, used to have one. My wee granny's no longer with us. She used to have one that she had to keep a fork in to keep. There's three buttons on it. One, one for each. Yeah, yeah. One, one for the each, so yeah. yeah. And then light, one to light it as used well. Used to have to then jam a fork into it. Can't have been safe, but hey, God love her. But the price of gas these days it's not going to be cheap. Three bar and a super, so you could cook your Christmas dinner on it. That's what heat was heat. <laughs> used to stand, used to stand in front of it, Joel, until your legs were burnt, um, until you were nice and warm. And then Granny would have came over and grabbed the front of your jeans, pulled them so it burnt your skin. Like, why are you doing that? When you look back, you're like, why are you doing that, Granny? That's good. To, mean. Good, good to know that happened to you as well as it happened to me. So there we go. <laughs> Come to Says, did you have a super sir? <laughs> That's a great start to the <laughs> show. <laughs> I had three brothers and two sisters. We just hugged. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> fine. There's no problem. I'm not older. I remember, the, I remember getting bath in front of the fire on a Sunday night for God's sake. In a big metal tub. <laughs> yeah. As you do. How you do. How you doing after the weekend, buddy? I, I mean, I, I was exhausted. It's, honestly, the only thing I miss COVID positive nonsense is it's just knocked me for six regarding my sleeping pattern and my um, just the tiredness. It's it's. I just can't get over it at the minute. Just it'll probably take an hour while to get over the the um just getting back to the way I, let, I love my sleep like. Um, but I've just having to take a. I feel like a professional hockey player again. I'm having to take a nap in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> just to to feel again? human. But uh, I know. But um, yeah, I'm starting to feel a bit better now. Good to hear. Good to hear. And I'm I'm just I'm having to think here. I don't know whether we have to explain what a super star is to Joel. Here, I, I, I grew up in Larnmate, and I'm not actually as young as I let on. I remember Super Sir as well. 
<laughs> you did a lot yeah. of bare walls behind you if you're watching youtube a lot of bare walls looks like uh looks like joe yeah. and danny are on the way out way, the a, way out way off queen's island <laughs> there's a there's an angry danny on the other side of that door wondering why i'm sitting here talking to you boys and not packing my kitchen into boxes but um i'm happy for a, an hour or two's reprieve from all that uh move at the end of this week and then once this is done you can just sit there and talk to yourself and make it sound like you're still recording <laughs> brilliant nobody else listens anyway you can have that one for free thanks mate thanks (laughs) uh right let's get stuck in boys we've got two games against the manchester (coughs) the sse arena this past weekend as we normally do with a double header i'll give you all the stats across the uh well all the all the game stats across the uh the uh the weekend then we'll chat about the games let's start on saturday uh 4197 people attended the game as the belfast giants ran out seven two victors over the storm, the first goal came from Tyson Fawcett actually in uh, in the second minute before Ben Lake. And welcome back to Ben Lake because what a weekend that lad had. Ben Lake made it one one, and then with a shorthand goal, Darcy Murphy made it two one. It's a two one game. We're playing great. Absolutely, three nice. one uh, from JJ Picknich. Uh, David Gouin made a four one. Uh, then it went to Jared, Jared Van Wormer made a four two. Darcy Murphy, 5-2, David Goodwin, 6-2, and Kieran Long rounded off the score, and it's 7-2 for the Giants. James Downey in goal, the young British lad we spoke about last week, 45 shots on, 7 against. Tyler Beskarowani for the Giants, 24 shots on, 2 goals against. Hoagie and Daltz for the weekend, for the whole weekend, were your referees. And on Sunday, uh, we beat them 6-2. Just, you know, one, one less. Yeah, just took Modest. it easy on the, on the Sunday. Uh, once again, it was the storm that struck first on the power play. Taylor Thompson making it 1-0 to them. Lewis Hook uh, made it 1-1. And then Mark Cooper. It's a 2-1 game. We're playing great. <laughs> made it 2-1. Scott Conway, 3-1 uh, on the power play. Cam Knight, 4-1 on the power play. Lewis Hook, 5-1. David Goodwin, 6-1. And then a bit of a consolation goal that I actually want to talk about uh, later in the show uh, to Adam Brady to make it 6-2. In goal for the Manchester Storm was Jason says Bakashua. Bakashua. Jason Bakashua. Uh, 38 shots on, six against. Jackson Whistle in goal for the Giants. 33 shots on, two against. And as I said, Hoagie and Dulce were your referees for the whole weekend. Right, Saturday. Davey, we went one down, but it was a solid comeback and a solid victory. <clears throat> yeah, I think that probably the, the only blip of the night was that Tyler Beskarwani just trying to paddle it away into the corner. I think he's maybe... Pucks came through the defender D-man's legs, maybe, and he, he's just tried to flick it up in the net and just slightly miscued. And it was lucky that we had like 59 and a half minutes to come back in the game. So <laughs> not, nothing too much to worry about. I really liked our attitude on, on Saturday night. We, we didn't quit on any plays. We got down low. We got dirty in front of the net right across the weekend, actually. For once, we really went hard to that blue paint. And even, I, I don't know whether you're going to play the goals or not, Paddy, if you're, if you're watching YouTube. That first goal comes from... From Laker dropping a pass to Goody and Goody just throwing it across the blue paint, throw it up net. Good things happen. You know, it's cliche and all. And and, and Lakers there to to slap home the 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 loose puck. But then, of course, the the, the one that we want to probably talk about the shorthanded effort from Darcy Murphy. And brilliant to be able to hear says with it. Don't think he gave a come on wee man, but he may as well have because we've all been busting for him to to get that breakout goal and and it it, it allowed him in that second goal he scored in the game. If he if he hadn't got that first goal, I don't think he releases at the top of the circle. He probably goes in and maybe tries to make a move or go. He, that release actually scored so many goals in his fifty goal season, getting in front of the net and getting that puck away quick 
and he got that goal. Really, really, really nice finish. So really pleased to see Darcy getting a few goals. Um, what we did really well on the power play, I guess, especially on the Sunday night game, Cooper just reversed in in front of goalie, and he's massive. He has that that tilt with uh, Springer, which we'll we'll probably talk about as well. Which seemed to energize him a little bit over the weekend. He he remembered all of a sudden he's six foot plus two hundred pounds, and he reversed in on top of goalie. It says his tell us his name there again. Sorry, Jason, but Yeah, but on the Sunday night, on the, the, Sunday, the, sorry, the power play Jim goals where where Cooper just went in, parked himself on the top of a blue paint. Just didn't give a goalie anything to see, and he's searching for it. Pucks behind him before he got a chance. I thought we went really well against the young British kid who played a decent enough game, but I think he was he was shown as some of his uh, weaknesses were shown that we just kept on going and going. Pretty much a sixty minute performance for me. I really liked how we played on Saturday night. Alan Sunday, yeah, I think on on Saturday night says uh, you know. There was an odd moment, well, the odd moment of both nights. I don't know about it, but there was a fight between um, Coops and Lyndon Springer that sort of just energized the building. Fighting always does, Paddy. I mean, at first, uh, Joel and I were there, obviously. And, you know, as, as soon as the, the gloves are dropped, 95 to 99% of the crowd are up on their feet. Um, you know, it wasn't the best scrap in the world, but it was just good to see Mark Cooper, you know, standing up and, and being counted. And, you know, we've sort of been calling out for that all season. Um, it's been a, you know, we've said about the team toughness. Adam has addressed it in the last week or so um, and told the guys, you know, I think maybe sometimes you're afraid to take a penalty. You know, you don't want to let the guys down. You don't want to get, um, you know, give the, the team that you're playing against the advantage and um, and take a stupid penalty. But some sometimes you just need to, to, to go, you know what, screw this. You're getting a couple of punches in the head here and that's the end of it. So, uh, but it was good to see, it. and it, and I think you're right. You know, we were getting that early goal against on Saturday, and obviously on Sunday as well. But you know, getting the early goal against on Saturday by Fawcett sort of just woke us up. Um, I thought we absolutely dominated after that. Yeah, they got their second goal, but you know, the, the only thing that that would have been a real positive on Saturday would have been a power play goal or, or two. Um, you know, I think. I think Davey said that um, he sent me a text the other day. I think he said we had four shots on three penalties, three power plays on Saturday. Um, and that seemed to kick in on Sunday. We, we, we listened to, to JJ last weekend saying sometimes you can get too many penalties and it knocks everything off kilter. Um, and then on Sunday, it was the other way around. We ended up getting, I think it was three from six or three from seven on, on Sunday, did we? Um, yeah. So, you know, the, it was good to get over the weekend. It was good to get a couple of power play goals. But overall, I, I just thought the energy that the boys had, I thought that that the, the forechecking was very, very good. Manchester cannot <laughs> handle our speed on the big ice. That's it. And it, it's going to be difficult for a lot of teams this year on big ice. We've got a lot of speed, and we're talking about from right from the back end and, and on an all forward line. So, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that aspect moving forward. Um, it was good to see, as I say, all three lines or, or four lines Chipping in, you know, over the weekend, Hookie got a couple of goals, Longer got a goal. Um, you touched on it at the start of the, the when you were talking about Paddy about Ben Lake. I've been saying about Ben Lake since he joined the a couple of years ago. I think he's absolute quality. He just never, never stops. He doesn't take a shift off. Um, but on top of that, you know, the, the line of uh Conway, Pickenich, and, Mur- and Murphy on Saturday was excellent. The line of Cooper. Lake and Goodwin was really, really good all weekend. Um, I don't know how many. I mean, I know 
Goody got six points. Dacre got five. I think it was maybe four. Cooper got five. Um, so really positive weekend. Um, and, you know, just overall, a really good, two good performances. And, and something, as I say, that Manchester just could not deal with us. Joel, um, let's just, his names we mentioned there, let's just talk about this man. Two goals on Saturday for, for Darcy Murphy, obviously opening his account for the season. And you can see from his face after that first one, it was such a relief. Uh, one of those, uh, like if you fast forward to the start of next season and uh, the genius that is Neil Whiteside plays his intro video, that goal celebration will be part of it. Uh, that release of emotion, not only from Darcy, uh, the the thunder in that arena when that goal hit the net and people realized it was number 15, the, the, the sort of, like sort of unified release of emotion from all around that arena was just absolutely brilliant. One of my highlights of the season so far, not only uh, Darcy's first goal, but to go uh, in the manner that he did and get it shorthanded, just an absolutely fantastic moment. I'm delighted for him. You know, uh, Simon would would chat to Darcy most out of all of us and, and, you know, has been kind of keeping us up to date with the fact that, you know, he he was struggling with injury and and he was kind of feeling that he was up against it. He was trying, he was trying and you can't fault Darcy's work ethic. I mean, he was playing uh, probably not at 100% for a couple of weeks back there and he's been grinding away. Sorry for interrupting, Joel. Not at all. I think it's okay to say now because he's over it. He had a broken bone in his foot, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the big thing about it is, you know, he still wanted to play. He broke his, he broke his bone on the Friday, um, on the Friday practice before the Nottingham weekend. Um, I think it was the Nottingham weekend. Um, and he wanted to play. He, he got tough to make a mold for the skate on the Friday night to try and get it back on again to play because he was just starting to click. And, you know, we all would talk to him. We've all talked about it before, but he's always been a slow starter. But he wanted to play, and even he came. For me, he came back too early, um, and he you could see that he was struggling with regards to you know pushing off with his right. I think well, I think it was his right foot pushing off with the right foot and trying to get that par because that's you know over the first 10, 15 yards, he's one of the quickest guys in the league, um, and he, you know he, that's where he gets his par from the from the literally from that those first 15, 20 yards. That's where he's pushing on. Um, but you know having a broken bone in your foot. You, you need your feet playing ice hockey. You need to basically have the the power coming off it, and he just didn't have it. So, but sorry for interrupting. No, not at all. It, it's a valid point, and and you know you talk about you talk about over the past few weeks, a lot of people have been saying, you know, there isn't really this team identity yet. There isn't the toughness. There isn't the the Adam Keith brand of of Belfast Giants that we're so used to. You're maybe not seeing it. You know, boys are boys are week in week out playing dinged. I mean, I I just think that it's a a prerequisite of a hockey player that you're you're almost always carrying something. The the fact that Darcy Murphy wanted to pull that jersey on and go out there and go and get that goal, especially when the team wasn't entirely uh, firing on all cylinders, says it all for me. And uh, Adam Keefe Hockey, team toughness, the type of team that we've got used to watching is what this Belfast Giants were over the weekend. You know, you, you can talk about the Storm not being great. Let's be honest, boys, that team has not got a defense. They were hung out to dry by their day all weekend. I think those two goaltender performances were actually really good. I think Young Downey is a fantastic shot stopper. You know, there was a lot of talk about him being a future Team GB starter when he's a bit older, has a bit more experience. I think once he begins to kind of control the puck and once he doesn't cough up as many rebounds as he currently does, that comes with experience and with minutes. But I can see it. The the talent in that kid was unbelievable. And I felt for him and I felt for Bakashi as well because they were just hung out to dry by just... But the Giants were playing that puck deep. Um, 
and we did the pretty much all of those goals over the weekend came from net front presence from us uh working our way in putting shots on the goaltender and being able to pounce on those loose pucks it happened over and over and over again um the lines continue to click for me as well i noticed as well those kinds of no look passes whenever line mates know where line mates are going to be we saw it away in nottingham during that that five nil shutout win when tyler soy set up a couple there this team is gelling. Uh, I think that Manchester were massively exposed on, on the big ice. Uh, but still, you, you can only play what's in front of you. We had the Manchester Storm twice. We've been beaten by them this season. It has stuck in my throat since. And what we got was probably the two most complete performances of the season so far. Certainly stuck in my throat. And I was glad to see it at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully agree. I, think I put a tweet out the other day basically saying that you know you could see how exposed they were on that big ice. So in their own rink, they can put you can do a five man defense and then put bodies in the way, put sticks in the way, spoil everything, and then catch on the break. When it comes to the big ice, they were struggling. Davey, let me let me bring you back just to what we were saying there about Cooper and Lyndon Springer and the fight. What what do you think spurred that on? Just before I come back to that, because I didn't really get a, to have a take on the Ben Lake chats we're mm. having. Ben Lake for me is doing different, bringing different things all at different times. Like the the, the Darcy Murphy, and no, it's not the Darcy Murphy shorthanded goal because it was Lake that took the penalty. Well, no, can't. it was no, Lake. Lake identifies that it's a D man on a forward. I think you might have even mentioned it in commentary. He says I think it's Hammer and. Um, was it Erhart? Erhart perhaps who I think was uh, injured all say, all all weekend, by the way, because mm-hmm. he was not at the races. Absent. And uh, for the for those watching <laughs> on YouTube, um, when Ben Lake is going up center ice, he actually that way. Sorry, it's camera uh, to to open up the space for for Darcy, and then dro- drops that little backhand pass to let Darcy go in one on none, and he finishes super behind. There was one I text says I can't remember now whether it was Saturday or Sunday. Somebody takes a run at Lake at the blue line and Lake just blew him up. Lake just let him come, bang, and literally blew him up. So he's got toughness, he's got speed, he's got good hands, and he'll go to the blue paint and he's done really well. But but, but onto the onto the Cooper fight, especially, I really like Springer Springer really wanted it mm-hmm. because he needed yep. to do something to get the Manchester Storm into this game. And Cooper was like a lot of guys have been this season, no. It's probably not the right time, and it probably wasn't the right time for the Giants because we were End three one up maybe at the at, at, at the time or something. And he says no, and then the referees started kind of getting involved, and Lionels are going, "Oh, if you do this, you're going to get this." And, and Cooper sort of because the camera zooms in brilliantly, and Cooper actually puts his stick down and looks at Springer and just gives him a big smile and goes, "Do you, you want to?" You know. <laughs> and, on, the, and then the camera zooms out, and then as soon as it's dropped, they just they go, and it was one of those. And I think he made a reference that even in the interview with you or, or whoever he was talking to afterwards, yeah. that it was kind of like that. He had said no, and then he kind of changed his mind and thought, why not? And as he said, the noise in the arena, he couldn't hear. Simon will tell you what it's like when you're in a fur dig. You don't hear what's going on around you. And as soon as that, you just hear the thuds. And when as soon as the, you know, they both hit the ice, he says the roar was incredible. And... I think it was coach maybe in our little WhatsApp group. It's not about winning fights sometimes, it's just about showing up. And yep. co- what, what Cooper did there for his own confidence, and we, I talked about earlier when I was talking about it, I thought he grew into the two games where he went and stood in front of the goalie where he hasn't particularly been. He got his goal from in the blue paint. He got us goals by going to the blue paint. And Slater Doggett, I guess, on Sunday night, Maybe drop down to like a fourth line presence with Tyler Soy. 
because of the work that Hooky and Longer had done on Saturday night, and you talked about four check. Simon, oh, that was a motorbike, says. That's behind me, sorry. My boiler's not broke, mate. Sorry um, to rub it in. Like. Talk about the ozone pressure that we had and the guys going so hard on the four-check and allowing D-men to change up and come in to, to just keep the pressure. Manchester couldn't get out. We did that really well. And that sort of meant that Slater, Doggett and Soy were the fourth guys with yeah. somebody jumping in with them on Sunday night. And Slater, Doggett, and I think Dicko even said it in commentary as well, He's, he, he hasn't contributed as much as he wants to. And that was his way of getting himself into the game as well, because maybe the numbers haven't been there as much as he would maybe have been expecting. So I'm hoping for good things from him as well, because I see stuff in him that I really like. And I just hope that, look, we, we've got that, that line of, of Dar- says named him, you know, of Conway Picknitz and Darcy did really well. Cooper, um, who was with him? <laughs> Cooper, Lager, good, eh? And then you've got Longer and, and Hooky coming up with points. Bush was with them. Bush, there's one goal, Simon. The pass that Bush makes is just off the charts. It's, it's, it's one of, ah, it, it's like and here just before before I go on, then the Hooky second goal, the tip in from Rube shoots from the blue line. Captain Crosscheck, Kieran Long has it. I think it's number seven. Is that Zach Sullivan? Says no, it's uh, yeah, Manchester Thompson. Tom no, yeah. they're, they're hacking and whacking each other. Cross-check, cross-check, cross-check. Just going on. I, I, there was a couple of times over the weekend the referees could have called penalties and they let things kind of go. The the hit where Rippers hit your man at the halfway line and they're all sort of, what's happening in front of the bench? And and Rainer well, has well, spun. It's not halfway line, centre ice. Just let you know. Right? Centre <laughs> ice. It is the halfway line, Simon. It's, it's halfway between the uh, ends of the ice. <laughs> And and then Kevin Rain springs JJ picking it's the referees could have blown that down. And the one for Lewis Hook's second one. Longer cross check and cross check, and the two of them get involved. And and longer pulls and opens that lane up for um Hooky to skate across on the ribs pass. So like I text you on the night. That's one of those ones where a player doesn't get an assist, where the player that dumps it in from 70 yards gets a second assist. And for me, you know, all the hard work done by Kieran Long. So longer hooky doing really well. And their their ice times being rewarded accordingly. You know they're getting goals. They're getting they're getting longer looks on the ice. So more shifts, longer ice time. So things are looking really well. I hope Doggett and Soy can bring come to the party because those top nine now are sort of solidifying themselves as as the top nine. Apologies to anybody watching on YouTube. The videos aren't really processing on my computer today, so I don't know why it's not running. It's, it's just coming back to one of the points that Davey made there, especially regarding, I know, I don't want to focus around the fights because obviously there was the, the fight that was on Sunday, Saturday, and then you had Ben Wilson, Slater, Doggett. That seemed to come out of nowhere. I don't know, just all of a sudden they're squaring up at, at center ice. But one thing, and I, I take Davey's point on this and, and coming back to what Coach said, it doesn't that did absolutely like you look at the amount of people that have been shouting about that we don't have a physical edge that we don't show any fight that we don't when when we're challenged we always back down we need to turn that narrative because and that is the starting of the turning of the narrative oh absolutely 100% and look again little things like that can galvanize a team um you know the I was watching the practice like this morning for the boys. Um, really, really, you know, it was the, the boys are flying today. Um, Adam's been trying to, he's been, because the, you know, when you play well, you get rewarded. So, you know, when they, the two wins the weekend, they got a day off yesterday and there's an optional skate tomorrow. Um, you know, so, you know, he's given them that time off because it's all about the trust and the boys are coming back with that trust 
and going right okay well we're you know we're here to turn up we're here to play and you know I'm watching all the positive comments coming across the bottom of the screen there now and if you're watching on YouTube and and look again I don't want to be the, the bearer of bad news okay we're four on the trot uh with two good performances this weekend but it's done it's in the past now um you know we need to basically keep that form going we played really well Davy was at the game in Cardiff a few weeks ago we played really well and lost in Cardiff a few weeks ago um, but this game on Saturday is going to be massive, and we're, we're going to go on to talk about it. But it's imperative that we try and build on what we've done in the last couple of weekends. You know, Manchester, as I say, there's a few other guys that Earhart, he just hasn't got the legs anymore. Um, it's the same as the big man, um, McNulty. You know, he's six foot six pillow. Um, I, I was really surprised <laughs> at him. I just I, I couldn't believe he didn't throw a hit the weekend. Um, you know, and and when, when you've got a guy that's six foot six and you're, you know, for argument's sake, you're the likes of Lewis Hook, you're okay, six one, six two, whatever it may be, and you're sitting thinking, that guy's coming in behind me here. I've got to, you know, make sure I'm prepare myself. There's nothing to prepare about because he didn't throw a hit. Um, let's hope that he doesn't throw a hit the rest of the season. Um, but, you know, Ryan Finnerty, um, in his interview after the game, he was very disappointed with his team on Saturday. He just didn't think they turned up. And on Sunday... They, you could see that he obviously gave him a bit of a rollick on, on Saturday night because they, I thought they played really well for the first 25 minutes, 27 minutes. And once we got a couple of goals, we just took off. We got three power play goals on the trot. Um, that, you know, obviously, Lyndon Springer took that stupid penalty. Um, I, was just about, I was just about, sorry, sorry to drop this. I was just about to bring that up because for me, that was more or less the comedy moment of the entire weekend. He said, you come in four minutes into the third period. They're doing their best to try to get into the game. And then he does, in in, in the Ozone film as well, in front of the, in the chance, he, the most ridiculous holding penalty where he more or less grabs a guy, wrestles him, and then looks looks around and surprised that he's been called for a penalty. Giants go on the power play. Cam Knight sticks in the back of the net, and then we score two more. It's yeah. But for me, like the actions of Spring, we talked about how he wanted that fight on on Saturday, but his actions on Sunday in the third period, bigger belief. I I, I actually I commented on it during the game. I thought he was doing all right on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's played. I looked at the the end stats. I think he played. I think he played thirty two minutes on Sunday. Um, no. you know, and and that what do we? I'll tell you now. I, I, you know, I that's, what's his plus minus? Does anybody know? Believe it or not, the the plus minus is according to the the in stat night. You can take into consideration we got three power play goals, but the the the, the worst in Manchester Storm was minus one. I did notice that. Um, on Sunday, yeah, because was, because three of the goals were because of three power play goals. You know, one. You know, I think again they, they had a power play goal as well. But look, overall, as I say, you know, we we, we played well at the weekend. Uh, but let's not get carried away. It's a Manchester Storm and a big rank. They just couldn't handle our speed. We we were we were we were you know the way we played the game, the way we went about um, going about. The, well, the only thing that I was a wee bit disappointed was with conceding that second goal on Sunday. Um, you know, we we yeah. just you know that 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 shouldn't be that shouldn't happen. Um, and to be honest, how much is that? How much is that hmm. says? How much was that down to just the referee letting it go? Because oh, for me, I think it was the, the puck was long gone. Long gone. It was a penalty all day long. It looked like he sort of just. I don't. I wouldn't say slow foot, but he definitely took the legs from under Sam Rube. Um And the referee Clip, is clipping, maybe right says. What did we? Borderline clipping something like that. I, I, it was a penalty for me. It was yeah. a penalty. I, all day I, long. Yeah. I'm trying to think so, of an appropriate penalty to call, but. 
But then ultimately, though, David, I'll just come back to you on this as well. Ultimately, for that goal, the referees just let it go. They score a consolation uh, second goal. Like, it didn't mean anything really in the whole grand scheme of the game. But you know, for Jackson Whistle, it does. Yeah, um, I think had it, there'd been maybe more skin in the game, it might have been called. You know, it's not no players even really. Rip himself didn't even really complain too much because you know you're six two seven two whatever it was up at the time seven one up six one six one got down the end. Um, but the, but the the game, in, in no circumstances to be honest, Big Sam should have stood up, grabbed your man, and punched the face of him. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? And but then, but then you've got then you've got that. the last last five minutes of game and that instigator. I, I think it was more than that left, did we? No, no, there's freaking seconds left. Surely, Are you sure? No. Uh, the final goal here. Final goal on Sunday. Oh, there's here, a minute there. You're right. The minute a minute and a half. half. Minute yeah. Half. So fighting okay. in the last five minutes of game, especially if you, insti- if I, if you were considered instigators on automatic one match suspension. So. All right. You know, digging ahead and get two minute penalty for it. It's well worth it. You think something know. in the head, you'd probably get called five plus game and then. Keep your glove on. Hit him and dig in the head. <laughs> Three minutes rough and call. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna wrap this up in just a second. I'm gonna run around just just want to ask you who your player of the weekend was, Mister Neil. The Mark Cooper show this weekend was the Mark Cooper show. Uh, he was a goal away from a Gordy High on Saturday. Uh, two helpers, and then he got his goal on Sunday. He killed a penalty. He killed a five on three with no stick for for most of it. Uh, was throwing his body down. Wasn't afraid to go uh, make contact at the boards. Wasn't afraid to drop a knee in the path of pucks. I think he was the ignition for that Belfast Giants team this weekend. I do agree with Simon that we need to temper our expectations here. Not too high with the highs, not too low with the lows. It's a long season. But if we were to come into this weekend with a checklist of things that we wanted to see, more team toughness, more going to the blue paint, finishing <laughs> those rebounds um, and, and, and not being afraid to stick up for ourselves, uh, all of the boxes were checked. Um, but for me, Mark Cooper. Says Mark Garcia. Ooh, Ooh, nice. I thought he was brilliant all weekend, hmm. all weekend. And the way he's, he's the way he's coming, you know, and bringing along Jeff Baum. Uh, you know, Jeff Baum's a relatively young kid playing first grade pro. Um, you know, the way he, he, Gary's very, very underrated. Um, you know, to be honest, just I, I hadn't really thought about it, Patty, until you'd mentioned it there. Um, I was going to say Ben Lake. Because uh, I thought Laker had a great weekend, but uh, the way Gary just goes about his business, just gets on with everything. You know, it's, it's it, there's nothing flashing the pan for him. It's if you watch some of his outlet passes, you know when he's there was there was a big I can't remember the lad's name. Um, he came in to hit him against the wall. Gary just seen him coming in over his right shoulder, and he seen you know whatever he, he seen him as he came into the wall. He's looking over both shoulders. He's watching one of our guys come from the left. Storm player coming in from the right, and he just knocked the puck between his legs, taking it straight up a wall. You know, he's just a really, really common influence, and I thought he was excellent all weekend. David, I had that chat with says was it Saturday night we talked about Gary. Yeah, I sent you a text message going my man of match. He, he, he's he's now for all the size of him because he's he's got like a what's his hard 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 thing Russell would say. <laughs> You know? um, I mean, we're talking about him, but he'll take, the he'll take a hit to make a he'll take a hit to make a play. He'll make that really simple ten feet pass just to get us out of our zone. He'll chip it off the wall, whatever he needs to do. But 
in terms of my man of the weekend, it's hard to look past Cooper. We've talked about him a few times now. I thought the fight made him grow in the giant. And on Sunday night, I was so impressed with what he did with the extra man on Sunday night, the way he backed in there and got us. He got a goal himself and he got at least two goals with the extra man from from blocking the, the storm goalie. So there's, there were so many outstanding performances from the weekend, but I think Mark Cooper will get my uh, MVP. One Saturday thing. night, Saturday night, sorry, he was that far away from a Gordie High. Yeah. How many times did we ring the post in the bar, by the way? I haven't counted back. I think it was, think it was six. Was it five? Five times on Sunday. Unbelievable. But yeah, the, the other thing, sorry, uh, just uh, you know, talking about that checklist, the other thing, the glaring omission is power play goals and three in the single game on Sunday with Cooper being involved in one of them, scoring one of them as well, and, and, and his work on the power play in general. But uh, what about yourself, El Presidente? I was going to go for either Cooper or Lick, so I'll go for Lick because we went for Cooper. I thought <laughs> all the way, all the way through the, um, all the way through the uh, the weekend. Every time Laker got the puck, you know, I thought he was playing well. He was creating space. His he was forechecking hard. He was working the he was working the play well. I was every time just any, I was watching him. Ben Lake had the puck. I was really really impressed with him. And the, anyway, what's what's been said. What's been said so far covers a lot of that. I do agree. I thought Gary was superb. I thought you know Cooper. I say, like I say, that far away from a Gordy High on, yeah. on 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 Saturday, and I was I was willing him on to hit the back of the net. And you know, I think, like I say, I think he rung the pipes. But uh, but it's uh, all around front to back. I thought it was a great weekend. Yeah, don't forget Hooky. He got a couple of goals longer. Hooky as well. Yeah, um, so was great sensational. Hooky was awesome. You know, I, I, think, I, I think David Gubin had six points of the weekend. You know, so I, th- I think it. I think it's three and three at the weekend. Um, one goal and two assists on Saturday, and two and one on Sunday. Um, yeah, two and one on Sunday. You know, the, right, one, one and two on Sunday. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. Six points. Yeah, don't know, don't read anything into the game sheets, boys. <laughs> oh, probably not all that accurate. Soon enough. Yeah, we've talked about this. But every one of those points was deserved by him. Um, you know, I've, I've again, I, I I know you're doing your stats, but I keep an eye on that on that stuff as well, and and. You know the, the the referees. There's four of them, four officials on the ice. They need to be better when getting the points because guys are losing out on points and potentially losing out on money for a contract for next year. There's one that we were talking about. Says that JJ picking at school, so Rip hits yeah. him at center ice. Neutral zone as well. I can give you a neutral zone. <laughs> neutral zone center ice, and I think it's Kieran Long who's ambling back for a line change and sort of, or it might be Bush actually. And he knocks it back to Rainer in the um, in the defensive zone, who head headman's a pass. JJ Pickenitz sees the opportunity and votes. As JJ Pickenitz gets the puck about the blue line, Scott Conway jumps off the bench, skates in, gets an assist. It's outstanding. Um, so that that's the kind of thing we're talking about. You know, with the game sheets are a wee bit. Where we're, we're, they're supposed to be checked by Instat and updated during the week, so we'll see if those changes are made. We do send the changes in, but it's something that I need to have a sportive chat with somebody about. Sportive, yeah, sportive Hookie, chat. had two goals on Sunday <laughs> and a man of the match, by the way, so that's a very fair shout. There's, there were so good. many. There was Honestly, you could go through the roster there and make a case for a yeah. dozen players. The, Great, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it is great. Well, it's great, especially coming into this forthcoming weekend against the Dundee mm. Stars. Let's go. Oh, I this season. Listen, I haven't mentioned Jackson Whistle. Jackson yeah. played really well. well. You know, I mean, we, we, we look at, um, I mean, Dave, you were talking about Besco giving up that first goal on Saturday. <laughs> I genuinely, I, I, I looked at it a couple of times, and it's because there's 
the you don't get to see the replays from a different angle, like the like GoPros and the yeah um, in the net and the one behind the net before you know before we watch the highlights. But I, I said the best when I when he came out of the, the uh coach's room on Saturday night and I was just going home, I said, What happened with that first goal? Was it deflected? He said, Nope, that's on me. He said I need to be better. He says I, I, I just mis, misjudged the speed of it. I thought I was gonna paddle it away. Yeah. Um, and it just flicked up and sticking up and doing that. So you know it's it's um but Jackson Jackson kept us in the game in the first period and something. Yeah. They played really, really well. Yeah, I think hard, they kept touch hard. on goal were eleven ten on Sunday at the first period. They had a couple of good chances, a couple of power play opportunities, um, and they come up with a number of really good saves. And that that's what you need your goalie to do. So um, you know, I think you're yeah. right, Paddy. You'll be disappointed conceding the second goal later on with the, the bad mistake from not being called in the corner. But um again, I thought Jackson did very, very well on Sunday. You have to tip your cap to the progress as well, whilst not playing just as many minutes as Besco. He obviously had some issues with his glove early season, whether he was just getting the rust off again or whatever else. But he seems to have ironed those out. I think his glove was was super in Sunday. The highlights from the game are available from our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. The commentators were Mr. Kitchen and Mr. Dixon, who credit to you boys. Honestly, I know, I know, I know. We said it, and we had a chat on WhatsApp. I'll give you the credit where it's due. The two yous work fantastically together. I think Dicko's excellent at what he does, as are you, says, and more more of the same. Like I'd like to see Dicko on the ice. I'd like to see Dicko part of the team. Yeah. But if he can't do that, then I want to see him in the commentary box next to you. I I really enjoy doing the games with Dicko, but he he I don't. It's not that he doesn't like doing it. He doesn't rate himself doing it. And I tried to say to him on numerous occasions, Dicko, you're really He's good. Like, yeah, you know, and and yeah, I've, I've said that to him, Paddy. And to be honest with you. And I'm and I'm not. I don't think I'm, I'm talking out of line. See if the likes of Paul Leary wasn't available for for Premier Sports, I wouldn't be disappointed. Listen to Dicko with with uh, with Murph. I I honestly think he's that good, and he, he he's as much as Dicko loves a bit of a laugh and a joke, and, and you know always takes the piss out of people. He's really knowledgeable about hockey, and he's he, he around the team a his, long time. His insight and assessment of the stuff that's going on to the ice is second to none. I, I really, really enjoy it. The only other person that I enjoy as much standing next to you is, uh, is, is Mr. Majemsey when he does it. You know, Love that it you work well. But it's but but likewise, you know, but obviously Mr. Majemsey can't do it remotely. But so so uh Dicko, I think is and Davy, I'm sure you back me up on this because you know, you you and I, given where we are, watch it on, on screen more often <clears> than not. But it's the uh Dicko's excellent. I, I love listening to Dicko and he, he talked about one of the goals. It might have been the goal that Cooper scored, talking about getting the goalies toe caps and stuff. And he, he's he's insightful because he's a player. He sees things yep. that I don't see. I just just repeat what I've just seen and give a wee bit of colour into what I've just seen. I don't have the analysis that Dicko has. I absolutely love. I'm going to send him a text here to tell him. He, he, I love how he does it with says, and I tell them, when they're doing it, and I tried to pump his tires the other night. Says, "Tell, tell Dicko he's brilliant tonight." He goes, "You'll not believe me." I showed him know? the phone. I showed him the phone. He's gone. What a crap! <laughs> it's why he's. It's why he's Dicko, though, right? Like it's literally why we love him. Uh, he's and so that's the other thing about it as well, Joel. He's really quick. I mean, wit, wit, wit wise, he's really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I mean, there was there was a moment the other night where I'd said uh, it's it's on the highlights as well. I'd said about. Um, uh, I think it was Darcy coming off the ice, and I said about Adam. Um, um, Adam, uh, no, I didn't know that Adam's obviously recognized Darcy's goal, or he's just got him, him a tap in the helmet. And he just turned around and went, you know, he just threw his hands up. He went, <laughs> and it didn't register me until after he I pointed it out to me, you know. I but 
It's quite I was laughing. <laughs> right, let's batter on here. Jensen says you got to get back down to training there earlier today. You chatted with Adam Keith, Kieran Long, but first up, the man with two goals on Saturday is Darcy Murphy. Four point weekend, Darcy. Uh, obviously, coming out against Manchester Storm, you were feeling it yourself. You're feeling a bit of pressure. Uh, we had a chat a couple of weeks ago, and obviously, picking up that injury uh, didn't help your. Uh, with regards to the way the season is going, but you must have been relieved to get those two goals. It certainly showed on your face after your first one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, always feels good, especially um, getting the monkey off your back. But I think uh, all weekend long, uh, we just kept putting pucks on net. And usually, if you can do that, get traffic in front, good things are going to happen. Them at Conway and Pickamich, um, since just looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, they're both great players, so for me, it's just about finding uh, the open ice and getting into spots where they can get the puck to me, and uh, they're both great enough players that uh, if you're playing in the other end, it's usually going to be a good result. You're a champ for the hat-trick. You're really champ <laughs> yeah. for the hat-trick. Well, I wouldn't mind it. It would be all right. <laughs> and then Sunday again, you had a couple of opportunities on Sunday. Uh, their goaltender, uh, back, back to Shawa or whatever, yeah. um, he came up with some big saves, and you can see that he's... And he's been there and he's been at the top end of the goalie side of things for a long time. Yeah, I mean, obviously we put, uh, I think, seven, six up that night, but I think uh, it could have been a lot more because uh, he really didn't play quite well. But uh, we just kept putting pucks on net, and uh, I think eventually if you do that, you're going to start getting some goals, and uh, we're lucky enough to have 13 this weekend. Four-point uh, weekend, as I say, heading into Cardiff this weekend. Uh, always a tough place to go to, but we've had a lot of success there over the last couple of years. Must be looking forward to that trip now. You're feeling yeah, uh, more four points. Four points is great, but now uh, it's over and done with. Got to look ahead and uh, focus on Cardiff. Hopefully, get a good weekend and uh, be ready for them. Good man. Thanks, Darcy. Cheers, Kitty. What, what do you want? I want to talk to you. Talk me through your goal to begin. Oh, oh okay. It was already started, it. Oh, have we? Yeah. yeah. Four points against the Manchester Storm. Um, your old team, obviously. Um, <laughs> Two solid performances. Yeah, it was. Uh, the boys came out pretty hard. We knew what we wanted to do. We we said that we owed them one for losing in Manchester. Um, yes, it's a solid all-round performance. I don't think we gave them a lot, and we took a lot from them. Just the way your head's sitting there, it looks perfect for that wee frame shot. I'll have to send oh. you a screenshot of that. Um, uh, obviously, you get on the score sheet with uh, uh, your line at the hooky. Three goals of the weekend. Um, playing with Jordan Boucher most of the weekend. You must have been pleased. Yeah, it's good. Um, for people that don't know, you know, like we're big into our Dijon right now. We're, we're loving it. Um, and it's, it's helping us out on the ice too. Um, but yeah, no, it's good for me and Hooky to get a couple of rolls over the weekend and uh, give us some more confidence going into next weekend. Cardiff, uh, always a tough place to go to. Uh, we played really, really well the last game. Looking to try and improve on that and come away with two points. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we could. We don't really want to change too much to what we did last time in Cardiff. I think we were a better team. Um, obviously, we need to be a little bit more clinical in front when we get there. But um, yeah, after last weekend, I think we're looking good going into this weekend. Um, talk us through your haircut and uh, career. How's it starting out? You seem to be enjoying it. And uh, who is where about you working and working the fans go to to get the haircut? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm loving it. I've uh, I've actually wanted to do it for like maybe the last three years, um, but finally was able to get onto a course. Um, yeah, and just anywhere really. Um, I'm doing quite a few cuts at home um, at people's homes. Obviously, COVID safe, wearing a mask, gloves, and whatnot. Um, yeah, just give me a, drop me a DM. 
we'll make sure we'll pass that on. Yeah. Thank you very much, Karen. Long. Not a problem there. Lovely. Thanks very much. Dead on. Adam, four point weekend, first double header at home uh, this season. Um, a lot of positives to take out of that weekend. Um, and, and firstly, starting out with scoring from all three lines, four, four lines. Yeah, I think um, throughout the game on Saturday, we started to see that obviously um, Jordan Boucher was playing well with, with Kieran Long and Lewis Hook, so uh, we made that, that change going into Sunday. But I thought uh, the lines was a real good balance throughout the whole weekend. Um, so it was good. Uh, Manchester Storm, you owed them one from uh, a couple of weeks ago when you went into their puppy wee hole and uh, come out with a 3-0 loss and obviously scoring 13 goals um, this weekend has put you in good stead, hopefully leading into this weekend against Cardiff and Dundee. Yeah, well, it certainly won't hurt the conference going into the, the following weekend, but um, you know, we I think guys were just more or less just excited to be home for a doubleheader, the first one of the year, so uh, I think we saw a little bit of that as well, but um, and not just offensively, I thought defensively we were great all weekend and obviously with both goalies getting in and um, uh, it was just a great weekend um, from start to finish and now we need to follow it up. A little bit of toughness um, from the weekend as well, which is always good to see you guys stepping up for teammates and sticking up for themselves. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I think that you know we are a team that uh, we've identified that the team toughness needs to be uh, our model here going forward. and. Um, guys sticking up for each other and just staying together. You know, when times get tough, uh, you, you, know, you, you need to stick together out there. So um, it's nice to see, and but it also means guys are competitive. You know, they're out there, they're competing, and want to win. So I think that uh, it was a great, uh, like I said, uh, for the whole weekend. It was a great team performance. Cardiff uh, on Saturday, and then you faced Dundee for the first time. This, sorry, for whatever time it is this season um, on Sunday again. So a, a, a tough travel weekend. Uh, obviously, an early start on Saturday and an early start on Sunday. Yeah, um, you know, you're essentially traveling for both for both games, home game as well. So uh, now, I mean, that being said, it's not our first time doing it. So, uh, you know, we should be uh, well aware of, of the type of day that we have on Sunday to come back and play against Dundee at home. But our, our full focus goes, you know, the Cardiff game and uh, just preparing for that this week. You know, yes, there's travel there, but every team travels to an away game, so there's no difference for us. Any injury worries from picking up at the weekend, or are you ready to go for the weekend? No, I think uh, they came out of the week out of the weekend unscathed, so um, we'll see how the, as this week goes. Um, but uh, hopeful for a full lineup. Big thanks to Kiefer, Longer, and Murph. Um, use time, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, do need some. You're right. Do need some sort of music. Da, 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 yeah, da, 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 one of those like Morse code beeps. That'd be yeah, nice, Paddy. If you can get on that, please. Um, that. Quick look at the scores, boys. Um, first of all, just I'm really sorry to report that there were no Challenge Cup group games this week. Uh, <sighs> I know that that's something that you're not going to take too well, but there were no Challenge Cup group games. Um, however, all eyes are on this Saturday as the Steelers and Panthers go at it one more time in a dead rubber spectacular. Um, but in the Premier Sports Elite League, uh, Manchester opened their weekend at home with a 5-2 win over the Coventry Blaze on Friday night. Uh, that marked the debut of Jason Bacascia, who was then rested on Saturday in Belfast and played Sunday. Elsewhere, Cardiff Devils left Dundee with a 6-4 victory, game one of their Scottish triple that then became a double thanks to Glasgow 
constantly shuffle in their calendar. Uh, and on Saturday, Dundee's woes were compounded by a 7-1 thrashing at the hands of the Guildford Flames at the Spectrum. Uh, the Flames remain second in the league, just a point behind the Sheffield Steelers, and uh, are off to a great start this season by all accounts. And uh, meanwhile, the Stars have just one regulation win and 11 games played. Before we come on to record tonight, the Flames were 2-1 up on the Glasgow clan. Um, so they could go top tonight with that win over the Steelers. Um, and the Steelers will obviously then have their game in hand. The only other league game on Saturday night was here um, in Belfast, where your Giants mauled the Storm 7-2, as we've just talked about. Um, and on Sunday, the Glasgow clan went to Nottingham. This was a, a surprising one. Uh, recorded their first league win in only their second league game of the season. Uh, a tight encounter with the Panthers. They ended 3-2 to the visitors. And uh, Cardiff made it a four-point weekend in Scotland with a 4-2 win over the Fife Flyers in Kirkcaldy, lifting them to third in the standings. Um, and elsewhere, your Belfast Giants did the same at the SSC Arena. And that uh, 6-2 victory over the Storm leaves them a point behind Cardiff in fourth with a game in hand. Um, On to uh, league news. A couple of things this week. Uh, we unfortunately start the news tonight. Uh, some more bad news, boys. I'm really sorry to report that the Sheffield Steelers did not make it out of their Continental Coop, uh, Cup group in Alborg. The Sheffield um, Steelers top team of eight. <laughs> Which, for me anyway, you hate to see. You know, the, the, the months, terrible, uh, terrible. The, the planning, the, the, the anticipation. I know that the TV rights were literally bought minutes in advance of the first game. How, how, how much were they? How much were they? <laughs> What a weekend it was. It was a, a red letter week on the internet this week. The Sheffield Steelers just keep on giving. Um, to be fair to the Steelers, they were down on bodies for the weekend and were playing effectively a line down on everyone else in the group. Uh, they opened their weekend with a 3-1 defeat at the hands of the hosts, the Alborg Pirates, pulled one back with a 3-2 win over Riga on Saturday and then crashed out with a 4-0 defeat against our old friends, uh, HK Gomel, on Sunday. Uh Gommel or Gommel, I can't remember, were defeated 5-0 by your Belfast Giants at the SSE in the Continental Cup in 2019. Um, Patrick, if you're ready, if you're happy enough, let's talk Dops. Do you have a Do you have a button for that? Or... Oh, he does as well. Does as well. Hold on. Before we go on to Dops, just very briefly, are, you really, are we really just going to quickly just gloss over the fact that Sheffield Steelers tried to sell <laughs> a, a webcast for 30 quid that ended up being free? through another means are we just going to pass that that they decided they were going to put a big thing that they said oh 30 quid to watch all of our games in in the continental cup then somebody found out that the actual alberg was showing them for free and they went oh well okay well maybe you can have them for free but if you want to give us 30 quid anyway what's that about it's not only that but it's it's the contempt with which they treat their fans on social media whilst consistently sticking the hand out looking for more money from them they're they're not to use the marketing term but their their corporate tone their corporate voice uh, and I think we all know who that is. It's just absolutely stinking. Uh, I'm but looking, I had I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm looking at the little grin on Mr. McGimsey's face. Come on, David, <laughs> yeah. you want to say give, something? Give on. it to him. Go ahead. I I just didn't. Uh, it was the almost blackmail after they got called out on it. Of <laughs> give us thirty quid and we'll give whatever we've got left to like the children's hospital rather than do it for free and just give some money to charity people because and and gift aid as you mentioned, Patty. But like it's just. It was completely contemptuous and it was funny at the same time because as the tweet I put out, you know, you're charging your family. And the Steelers make this thing about family, you know. You're literally charging your family something that they could get for free. <laughs> and when you got found out, you went to the people that were giving it free and said, we'll give you some money so we can charge our family. It was just wild. Absolutely wild take, as Joel would say. Or what would you say, Joel? Yeah, it's close, it's close enough. It's close enough. 
the most one of the most ridiculous one of the uh, you know, one of the most ridiculous parts of the weekend and the fact that they tried to get away with it so blatantly was um so brazenly sorry was uh was very entertaining. Anyway, back to Dops. Need to find a video for this. It's always just us dancing. Don't mind it. <laughs> I think we'll probably have to all sync it together. When it comes on next week, we've got it all done. I'm in. Say no more. Uh, do you set up one next week? <laughs> you give me the stage, mate. I'll dance. Uh, just one top's decision to report on this week. Uh, on Friday night in Altrincham, Blaze defenseman Nathaniel Halbert was assessed a penalty for cross-checking on Manchester Storm forward Adam Brady. This was subsequently assessed as boarding by Dops, with Halbert receiving a two-game suspension as a repeat offender. Uh, he was suspended for boarding earlier this month. Dops says that while the cross-check isn't delivered with exceptional force, it's also not the case where a player uses his stick or puts his hands on the back of an opponent to guide, direct, or engage the puck carrier. It's delivered at an extremely dangerous distance from the boards, delivered in a manner that sends Brady directly into the boards and not at an angle that might minimize the danger on the play. So Nathaniel Halbert will miss Saturday's home opener for the Glasgow clan um, in Brayhead and Sunday's visit of the Cardiff Devils to the Sky Dome as long as they have their ice down. Uh, this one, to me, boys, uh, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, the, the cross-check to the back comes at a, at a what that, that distance from the boards that makes you wince whenever you see it happen in real life, and players have done in the past uh, real damage with, with that kind of uh, crash into the boards. I can see his number from here. So he can see his number going into it. He knows how far he is from the boards. He puts his hands on his back. Open and shut case for me. Yeah, that's, that's a bad hit. That is a really bad hit. I mean, you just even when you watch like say, is it Brady? Sorry, Adam Brady. Yeah, Adam Brady. You know, Brady, Brady's absolutely zero um, way to protect himself there because he's literally just fed the puck up a wall. Um, Halbert or Al- Nathaniel Halbert, whatever is the surname is. I'm just going to Halbert. That's, that's a bad. <laughs> that's a bad, bad hit. Um, yeah. What do you get? Two games. Two games. He was suspended for boarding earlier in the month. That's that's well deserved. That's. There's no place in that in, in our sport for that at all. Like that's just bad crack. David, yeah, look, he, he can see the numbers the whole time. It's not like he, he's. I think they even say that in the Dobbs report. You know, there's at no point where he's kind of you have these hits that are borderline now, where players put themselves into that last second vulnerable position. He can see the numbers from yards away. Does he need to make? We, we talk about the necessity of making hits sometimes in hockey. If he doesn't make any kind of hit, is that player going to then turn and go back in front of the net? If he is, then just ride him into the wall, so to speak. Just push him up gently into the wall to stop him, to pin him or whatever. But you can't make that cross-check. It's just a dangerous play. I think he's fortunate enough to only get one game, if you like, one game plus one game because of the previous. It's a naughty, naughty little hit. Yeah, fairly unanimous, boys. Uh that's all from Tops uh, this weekend so far. Uh, there's There's been nothing since that uh, judgment, which came pretty quickly because of the repeat defender status. Uh, elsewhere in the league, uh, the Sky Dome's ice plant issues continued into this weekend. We had said that we were hopeful. They were promoing that game against the Panthers during the week, um, but it was postponed. It was due to take place on Saturday. Planet Ice said that while there's positive news, the plant has been fixed due to the complete loss of the ice pad last Sunday. Despite working on it 24-7, there just isn't quite enough time to clear the pad of water, get it ready to be able to start rebuilding the ice 
spreadsheet and be able to build it up to the point where they can be sure it can withstand the demands of an elite league game. Uh, and to tie that into your Premier Sports Game of the Week, the uh, the Game of the Week this week is the Cardiff Devils visit to Coventry this Sunday at 6 o'clock. Um, so, yep, fingers crossed for Murph, for Coach Yeti and for Caitlin that the ice is down and everything's back to normal. And that's your news, Patrick Smith. Thank you very much, Mr. Neil. Now, there's no um, fan agenda this week. Boys aren't available, so we're just going to decide to put it out, ask the panel, ask for a few questions. We actually end up with quite a few, so we're not going to get through everybody, so apologize for that. Um, Davey will come back on Twitter and answer them after the show as, uh, as uh, the, 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 the standard line. <laughs> the week at this point, uh, but uh, right, let's uh, let's start. Andy Key, yeah. how did Kitchy? How did Kitchy? Sorry, I'll do that the night before I go to sleep. <laughs> did you I do that? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> Andy Key asked, "How did Kitchy get the commentary role in Jan's TV?" So now who I am? I sort of think it just fell into it. To be honest, um, I remember doing it back when um, when it was. Ronan, who was there back in... Yeah, you did. I remember that. Uh, with Wayne. I did a couple of games of Wayne mm. back in probably 2007, 2008 season. Um, old Wayne. Wayne Fuzzy's Hardman. Um, Still but, alive. Just want to point that out. I was talking to Wayne's wife there um, about two weeks ago, uh, Louise, and I sent him our regards, and he's doing okay, as Good. well as he can be doing. Um, obviously, had the stroke and stuff there a wee while ago, so... He's still hanging in there, and uh, you know, great man. I used to love. He, he did it with Gary Gillespie back in the day, and um, when yeah. he used to do the the, the handouts and stuff, some of the things he came off with, <laughs> I don't even repeat. You know, but it was brilliant. I uh, said so just started back two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, and then um, again, Ronan asked me to could I get involved with a bit later on as well. But yeah, it's been a long time now. Yes, no better man for it. Um, Alex McLaughlin. You get the option next year between the two, which are you picking up for the chance to compete in the County Cup or the CHL, Mister Majemsey? Um, it's funny. I haven't changed my mind on this. I think we're much more competitive and have a bigger, bigger opportunity, obviously, to win. And that's what I want to do. I want to hang banners, and I want to see us lift silverware, and to get the opportunity to lift that big sandwich tray would be great. Um, did our CHL journey? change my mind ever so slightly because you get to pit yourselves you're kidding yourself sometimes you know you'll, you'll maybe get through a group or stage or whatever and get into a knockout which would be fantastic um does it help with the recruitment chl you know the the the, the, the carrot dangle that the better competition you can bring in a higher caliber of players i just don't know because i still think the continental cup is where we sit as a in terms of wanting to be successful in winning silverware but I was slightly turned by the, the CHL experience. Um, you know, those Champions League nights are, were something special. That night against Liberets will be something that lives. But that night against Liberets will not eclipse the night against Arlan for me, where yeah, we no. were Dustin Johnner point away from being European champions in a lower competition, albeit. But yeah, I want to win that Continental Cup badly. It's funny, I, I, I take a similar approach to that, but I really enjoyed the trip I had out to um, Augsburg with the, with the CHL. But then did I enjoy, which did I enjoy more, Augsburg or Landshut? 
probably Lanshut, just for the whole experience. <laughs> the fact that it was what I remember of it, but it was like because it was the three days and it was you know, it was spread out. The competition on the ice was more intense in Augsburg, and that was great. And the atmosphere of a DEL arena, I know only too well, and I love it. But the weekend as a whole, the package weekend of a whole away from home, mm-hmm. I, I, I hold my hands up. The fact that we played, when we last played the Conti Cup, that we played all of it at the uh, at the SSE arena, disappointed me. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want, you know, it gave us a better chance and I understand why we had it. It was fantastic that we did. And ultimately, you know, us doing it and doing so well allowed Cardiff to be in the CHL and they're very welcome to that. But it's yeah. like the, but it's, but what you want from those European experiences is going into Europe and is going to Augsburg. It's going to, you know, um, Anger. It's going to, you know, Landshut. It's going to Liberec. And that's, or going, or, you know, packing your bag and going all the way to Sweden and Lula and all that sort of stuff. That's what you want. So, you know, if you can get that from the Conti Cup, absolutely. Uh, Sis? Um, to be honest, I'm quite happy with either European competition because that means you're, you've won something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, like, again, I, I take views on both sides of things. Unfortunately, I didn't get the away CHL game last year. Um, but uh, you know, I've been to a couple of European trips and they've been absolutely brilliant. So uh, I'd be I'd be happy going to either. However, the Continental Cup, we have a chance of winning the Continental Cup. Um, you know, I know there's there's teams in the CHL don't take it overly seriously. Um, and you know, okay, you might get a win or two as in the group stages. But uh, you know, overall, I think that the, the chances of of holding another night like Arnon and Belfast again, which was just absolutely insane, um, you know, that took me about three or four days looking for my voice in the arena after that. So, um, <laughs> it was it was something that I'll never forget. It was just absolutely insane. So um, I know I'd love to have another go of of doing that and maybe even holding another European tournament at the SSA Arena and. And maybe, you know, if we win it the next time, it'll be even better. Joe? Yeah, like a sage points from the boys. I, I would just add that anyone who was in Lanshut in 2012, uh, anyone who, who experienced that sort of weekend-long festival atmosphere, the fact that everyone was in the same sort of hub for that extended period of time, uh, it's still, to me, one of the, the greatest kind of memories that I carry as, as a Giants fan. Um, and it's also one of the biggest badges of honour that I have for our fan base, that anyone who was in that that after-party in the last night in the courtyard outside the arena, not a single photo, not a single video, not a single story has ever made its way onto the internet. And that's, <laughs> that's why I love this club. Um, it's unforgettable, uh, but yeah, look at it's a uh if you're playing in europe you've won something but for me the continental cup is is the one that i want to book uh, my flights and go to it's an age-old question alex thanks for that steve mcblain uh what's your favorite place to visit from the other nine teams in the league and why joel uh nottingham i'd say is probably the best for uh, a night out if you're into <clears throat> taking in the, the local hospitality but in terms of the actual game itself i love going to fife fife has the closest thing to me to uh, a football atmosphere and the type of atmosphere that i grew up kind of around uh really love a trip to to Kirkcaldy. it's just that once you go out the doors of the arena there's not an awful lot to do in uh, in fife so i'd probably say nottingham david um because of my current geography, I get the cheat a wee bit. I love getting on a plane and flying to Belfast, the best nice. arena in the league. <laughs> nice. And coming home and hanging out with Sez and hanging out with the boys and, and having an absolute blast. But away games, obviously, I've been at Cardiff an awful lot. lot. That new ice arena, Wales, is a good place to watch hockey, to be fair. And uh, 
always very well looked after by the hospitality, and hopefully they'll do the same this weekend. <laughs> Get it in early, and Katrina, yeah. She's been a holiday, mate. You best get Katrina on that. and the waves. Everybody wave. <laughs> Katrina and the waves. Oh, the, uh, Mr. Mr. Joe Stool, sorry. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Mr. Kitchen. Cardiff. Love a good night out in Cardiff. Um, I've been lucky enough to win a couple of championships there and, and um, don't remember waking up the next morning. So as far as I'm concerned, it's all good. It's been too long since won a, far too long since won a championship in Nottingham. Um, and uh, I'd love to remedy that this year. Um, and then you can ask me in the, at the start of May, and it might change the story. But uh, we Cardiff at the moment. We were only too close not that long ago, mate. Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, from my point of view, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Somewhere I'm actually going to weekend after next, which is somewhere I miss going to watch hockey, and that's Edinburgh. I just I know it's, I absolutely loved going to Edinburgh. Davy and his uh, Davy used to know how to bring beers into the, uh, <laughs> into the rink. Great and, story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was this close I was this close to Murrayfield today. Were you? That, that close, up that just, way? This, just this afternoon. Just right, cool. up right outside the uh, right outside the arena. I know I know they're having a few problems at the minute and uh, and and with the uh, the Murrayfield racers and stuff like that. But I used to love those trips up and the double header like five. I agree. I wholly agree with you. That that two thousand and four. It was December 2004 when we went up to play Edinburgh one night, Fife the next, or Fife one night and Edinburgh the next. Uh, Fife got this, didn't they? Uh, they won they by a, a goal. five or something. It was a, it you was came a, on that bus trip, Paddy. You were you were in Belfast and came on that bus trip, no? No, that was the one. No, I, I went to the clan. It was the clan uh, game. Because Sis, Sis did a uh, did a pub quiz on on the bus, and I was right. doing it with uh, I was uh, in my team. I had uh, Andrea Owens, and uh, we were beaten Cheating. by Gary. We get beaten by Gary Jackson and Claire Locke, who cheated. That's a joke. He cheated as well. These were all cheating for. We didn't cheat. I did not. Che- I'm not having this. I did not <laughs> cheat. Pub quiz. I knew those answers. <laughs> However, for Gary Jackson to pull out Paxton Schulte's uh, penalty minutes off the top of his head, no, yeah, not having that. I'm all for he has some head on him. <laughs> Davey, Davey, no, Davey, if you, Davey, if you did it, I'd be fine with that. I've no issue. Nine seventy-five, maybe. But, but, but the fact, the fact is, if if, if Gary, but Gary Jackson <laughs> did it. Not having it. This is a this is a guy who one of the questions was, and I remember it to the day I die. One of the questions that says put in that pub quiz was, "What country? What to sorry? What countries are on the Iberian Peninsula?" Gary Jackson said Russia. He lived in Spain. <laughs> he lived in Spain. <laughs> so you're telling me he knows Paxton Schulte's parallel bits on the top of his head? <laughs> anyway, coming back to the actual point. Yeah, I used to love the trips to love the trips to Edinburgh, and I think I'll, I'll, and Fife as well. I miss the trips to Newcastle. You know, uh, I don't miss the trips to Hull. Um, but so yeah, versatile I, though. Nine seventy nine, did we? Nine seventy nine. It was four four two. He got a double minor for high stick in his last game. It was never a call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been nine seventy five. Yeah, but yes, yeah. I'm probably going to go with the, I'm probably going to go with Fife because I just enjoy those trips up to Scotland and. Um, like I say, I'm I'm up in that weekend. I'm up the weekend after. So keep us to yourselves, boys. I'm up the weekend after next visiting family. Right, we really looking Fife forward and, to it. And we play Fife. We play Fife and Dundee, and I'm in Edinburgh. It's almost like you planned it. You sure it's not Fife and Glasgow? Oh no, you're right. You're right. So it's Fife. So it's Fife. You're right. It's Fife and Saturday, Glasgow on Sunday. Yeah, I I might be there as well. Keep up to yourselves. <laughs> just keep, just keep, no, no, good, no, uh, good thing nobody listens to this. Good, good, good job, good job. My wife doesn't listen to this. So just why are we going? Why, 
why are we going this way back home? What, what do you mean? <laughs> do, why are we on the M8? Surely we're going home. <laughs> what? This is Glasgow. Oh, how, how did we get here? Anyway, uh, one more question. Let's go. Um, Tail Trooper, do you guys have a favorite season game or games? Says it's, it's hard to see past the Arlan um, game at the arena. That's it, you know, Davy and I have chat about it. We were you know mm-hmm. lucky enough to commentate that night, and um, it, it's just it's a game that I just don't think I'll ever forget. You know. It, it, Jimbo hit the post, and you know, an OT, and we were really unlucky not to to get the win, unfortunately. And obviously, you know, the the um, I mean, the whole weekend, uh, Besco was excellent. Um, you know, the, the, there's so many good performances all that weekend, and even even the the the, the semi final when we had uh, Katowice there again, and we had the I think it was the Belarusian team and, and stuff as well. And I thought that you know, I, I, to be honest, I didn't think we'd get any better than that support and that. That atmosphere that the Katowice fans uh, brought to the arena, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get, back. you know, you get it back, and okay, there's a lot of Katowice fans come back, but um, for the the, <coughs> the dance noise, I think there was probably two Ardan fans in the crowd, um, but you know, to have that atmosphere at the arena and the noise that it generated for that that Dustin Johnner goal. Was just something that I'll honestly. Sometimes you walk in there and you just look around and you sort of still hear it. Um, you know when you're when you're there. And I was I was sitting on the bench today. Um, I was on. A, I was had, I had a phone call this afternoon. Just I was walking out of the arena and I was sitting on the team bench today. Just having the, and I just sat there for about five or ten minutes, just looking around. Um, I'm lucky enough where I can do that, and, and nothing else was happening. I was absolutely knackered. I think I just sat there because I was it was knackered, um, and. Uh, <laughs> And you, you just look around and, and think about how many guys that have played, been lucky enough to play for the Giants and sit on that bench and watch the game from the bench. And it's one of the things that I'd love to do. I'd love to be able to sit on the bench and watch a game from, you know, while I was taking, you know, opening the door at the other end at the uh, letting, you know, best score, Dick or West take a night off and open the door at the other end. I think it'd, it'd be, it's looking at a game from a different perspective as well and listening to the coaches and the players and the chirping and, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, Scott Conway, at the minute, everybody's talking about him. He just chirps everyone. Um, <laughs> he was chirping uh, Stefan Hogarth about his haircut at the weekend. Rightly so. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. and he was he was going on at Springer, and he was going on at everybody. He says he just Toff says he just never stops. He says he's always got something to say to Love absolutely it. everyone. So, um, but yeah, to get back to the point. Ardon game was just insane. Davy. That's a game, tough one. game, games or season? Because we've obviously had 802 wins across the, the 20 years, and that's a lot of memories. And uh, Get away back into of, the history books there, my Jim C. Come on. Oh, on. well, if you want, probably <clears throat> a game for me. First first time we won away in Coventry. I was lucky to be there. I was in Toronto um, in that January, and I woke up and got the paper, Toronto Sun, and the front headline, or not the headline, like a, a, a header piece on the Toronto Sun was about Theo Fleury going bucked off in Coventry. He'd got through out the game, fans, he'd gotten involved with the fans and stuff. We still had never won a game in Coventry at that stage, 2005, 2006, something like that. And I phoned Lynn McManus from Toronto, because that was before WhatsApp and all. I says, Lynn, find out the next time we are playing in Coventry. Book me, Dr. Love and Big Hitter a ticket. <laughs> And we're going, and we went, and we won. 
and we went to Nottingham the next night and won as well, I think. So that was a really great away trip. A lot of your really, really good memories are away games, you know. But for me, the best I have felt after a game, Challenge Cup final at, in the Ice Bowl, whenever you've got like, what well, it was, 15, 1,600 people absolutely crammed in. Like that, that you're talking about the Ireland game says it wasn't even a massive crowd that Sunday afternoon. No, it, it was maybe four, four and a half thousand, something like yeah. that. Sounded like 10,000 in the arena. It was amazing when that Dustin Jonner and even when his penalty shot goes in. I remember doing the commentary with you. I was really blessed to be able to help out that day. And I can remember the comedy going around in my head. I can still, not again, people tweet it up and it gives me goosebumps. But one, the playoff final party, whenever we had our press passes and somebody went, it was Dr. Love, actually, Dr. Love. We have one. And he's like, you should press pass. What are you doing? Get, get going. <laughs> I'm a good guy and killer. Give us winner's give medals. medals. <laughs> you know? That's <laughs> awesome. Not going to bite, you know, right place at the right time and getting pictures of Stevie, Stephen Murphy and Mo and all that there. But yeah, I think the Challenge Cup win, to win it in Dundonald after we to play those games, that would won the knockout cup there. Burgoyne, and coast then, to coast. Burgoyne, coast to coast to win it. Past, of course, Stephen Murphy and Nets. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a really good memory because there's pictures you see afterwards. It's Bobby Robbins' hand in the cup the Jim Gillespie is Hello. one of those real goosebump moments for me because he looks at him. We know what Bobby Robbins is like as a man, as he, as he's left and he's he's fought with his demons and he's fine gone and he's done all this stuff. He looks at Jim Gillespie like he's handed to someone that's so so important. Yep, and it's one of those. I love that picture. If you ever see a picture, picture. put it up. To, <laughs> I would say we'll tweet it out. <laughs> we'll tweet it out after, <laughs> tweet it out after you know, the podcast. We'll tweet it out after the show. Sorry, Neil Russell. But, um, you know, probably that that Challenge Cup win in the doll will live for me for a long, long time. Julie? Yeah, um, I'm going to probably steal the low-hanging fruit here. Um, Giants League win 2011-12. All or nothing doubleheader against the Sheffield Steelers. One versus two. Winner takes it all. Uh, my first league championship, and and you never forget your first boys. Uh, watching watching that that game, uh, we didn't even need the Sunday to clinch it. We did it on the first night, and and five one, Davy, yeah, five one, uh, I think, yeah, absolutely shellacked them. Uh, it was the most thunderous I've probably ever heard the SSE next to to the European experiences that we've just talked about. Um, just a, an absolutely stunning weekend. Uh, the the heroics of a newly signed Adam Keefe, uh, you know, blocking shots with his body, throwing his head, throwing his hand in front of everything to get that game over the line. The ripple of uh, people singing champions in the last kind of five, 10 minutes as, as the game was out of sight. Um, the fact that we had missed out on the league by just a point the season before. Um, and obviously to see Jim Gillespie on the ice celebrating that. Uh, and to this day, as far as I'm aware, probably the only, the only league title I've watched the Giants actually clinch in a game. Because the one after hmm. that we were in Nottingham in a in a restaurant, and then the one after that we were in Belfast in a hotel. Um, so for me that will always just be the one, uh, and, and a special memory the next night whenever Smallsy, I believe, was dispatched on the plane to go and get the trophy to get it back into the arena for that Sunday, um, and uh, we we hoisted it that night. And uh, during that game, Garth Roberts also got his name on the score sheet, which was another absolutely awesome memory. But you still had Wally playing back then. You had G. Robert uh, scoring goals and just a, a, an unforgettable weekend. That was probably the moment for me that that uh, that everything sort of clicked. And I was like, yeah, this is probably how I'm going to, this is going to be a big part of my life from now on. What about you, Paddy? Uh, thanks. If I'm, if I'm going to throw mine in, 
just like sitting here just listening to what you boys are saying and so many fantastic memories and you know the Orlando game is going to sit so highly and all that um the I'm you know, <laughs> dig into the history books the O three playoff final um mm. the O three playoff semi final Joel Lang against Ryan Back, uh, an absolute clinic and goalkeeping that goes down to penalty shots. You uh, Kevin Riel down the left hand side roofs it past Lang to put us through. It just <clears> sweat. <throat> I must have lost about a stone and a half of sweat. <laughs> you know, I was only twenty two, so twenty one, twenty two. I was like, it was a stone and a half of sweat and probably alcohol as well. Um, coming <laughs> out of me, and that, <clears throat> and then it goes into the playoff final. And the game, you know, the, the game where Shane Johnson basically ended the the London Knights uh, had a fantastic game. I remember Stevie Thornton taking a hit and just hit face down on the deck, having to be stretched off. And he comes back in the third period. Ran Kuabara having an un- unbelievable game. He was a hell of a player. And it's you know, and it's against a, a London Knights team where we've you know, Kuabara had that thing against um, Nate Leslie. You know, where he broke his hand, <laughs> hitting them around the back. You know, we had our history of the London Knights. That weekend, the London Knights, they eliminated the Nottingham Panthers with a goal with 0.2 seconds on the clock. You know, it, it was just a phenomenal weekend. But that 0-3 playoff final, to me, was was just the first time. Because we won, did we win the league at home in 0-2? I think yeah. we were, did we? No, we did we not win it in Bracknell. It was in Bracknell because it was Chad Allen scored and we won it in Bracknell. So I wasn't at that. So the 03 playoff final was the first time I was in anywhere where the Belfast Giants lifted the trophy at that game. So the elation stays with me to, to, to this day. Um, other notable, Theo Ferry's first game, flying home, mm. flying home for that. Um, with the excitement of that, and then just him exploding onto the scene within like a goal within about sixty seconds of hitting the ice, you know, scoring like a million points in that one game and beating the hell out of Freddie. Did he had a Harry on a fight that night, right? Mm, Freddie yeah, four, four, four plus three and two fights. <laughs> Mad, crazy, Mad. crazy. That was a, a crazy time. Um, the the twenty ten game, the, the, the games were re- the twenty ten playoff final. The, the games against Newcastle when I was living in Newcastle, I always had such great fun. Um, and then we come into <laughs> Davy didn't near took the near took a door off the hinges once when that when Adam Cream wasn't laid back in. You're not laid back in. I don't want to go the, back in. <clears throat> Ultimately, ultimately, over the last twenty-one years, the Belfast Giants have given us so many fantastic, so many fantastic games. And I, I, one of the things he says it was about seasons. What season? What season would I look back on? The season I'd look back on is was Paul Eddie's championship winning season, 13, when we 14. absolutely ruined the entire mm-hmm. league. We've run roughshod over the league and condemned the Nottingham Panthers as the shortest ever league champions in the history of UK hockey. Beautiful. Yeah, you know, we just won the, won the league by just Christmas Christmas decorations yeah. early down, and we we're picking up the we we're picking up the league. Time. You know, it was stunning, stunning season. But yes, thanks very much to Tail Trooper for that question. Thanks to everybody for the questions. We've had so many, we can't get through them all. But uh, David's going to answer them after the uh, after the podcast. Uh, no, he's not. Um, <laughs> I might, might, might warm him up. He's sitting there with his arms folded, his hat on. <laughs> he's absolutely free. Look at him. Found um, two, two games this weekend. Car- two games this weekend. Cardiff away. Uh, Saturday at 7pm at the Viola Arena uh, you get that on Devils TV and then we can't wait because the Dundee Stars are coming to the SSE Arena Let's go. Let's go. it is however Kyle Haas' first game back from suspension 
And that's where I was going to go. Cal has oh, sorry, Paddy. That's it. Well, go ahead, Joel. Cal has his first game back from suspension. Yeah, look, I think we saw the benefit this past weekend of there being a right time and a wrong time to to get in the mix physically like that, to drop the gloves and whatever else. You know, that that, that uh, commotion around the bench with the entire Manchester Storm team uh, distracted by that and we go on the breakaway and score, you know, uh, the, the only thing for me at this stage in the season is hammering out two points, just being consistent, keep doing the things that we've been doing well. Um, but, you know, if the situation arises, if we're a couple of goals up, whatever else, there's been a lot of chat about this. Some people say that uh, Boucher has something to answer for. I personally believe Kyle has something to answer for. So either way, I know there's going to answer for. There's yeah, the, the Bush has nothing to answer for. Either way, I know there's going to be fireworks. So uh, I, joking aside, I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to, to this game. It's interesting that on the back of the podcast that we had pre, uh, last week and some of the chats we had about Haas, and a lot of people pointing out that Rumgay hit and uh, and you know how Bush has something to answer for there. If you go back and look at that Rumgay hit, he's got absolutely nothing to answer for. Nothing wrong with that Rumgay hit. It's just an unfortunate injury that Rumgay takes on the uh, on the hit. Um, says I'll come to you. You know, obviously Cardiff on Saturday as well, Dundee on Sunday. Cardiff going to be an interesting prospect, and we said we've ticked a lot of boxes going in there. Yeah, again, it's all about the. You're going in with a lot of confidence, and and you know if I, we're, we're, you always last year goaltender for a chance to win. Um, we've got I still believe we've got the best goaltender in the league in Besco. Um, I still believe that we've got the best one egg um, backup, uh, if you want to call him that, with regards to Jackson Whistle. You know whoever goes in net at the weekend um, is going to be uh, it's going to be absolutely imperative that they're on their top player game in Cardiff. You know they, they've started to click a wee bit. They've got the I think they picked up five or six wins on the trot. Um, you know they've they're they're a good team. They've we've, we've talked about them before with regards to you know what they bring to the lineup. They've got physicality. They've got speed. They've got older people on the team as well. Um, but the way I'm looking at it is, if we play the way we can play, we're going to give them a game, and that's all you can ask for. So, um, you know, it, it, I'm not worried about. What's happening Sunday? It's all about Saturday night. It's all about getting ready for the weekend. The boys, as I say, they look good in training this morning. Um, and uh, I know Adam's going to work them hard um, for the optional skate tomorrow and and then Thursday and obviously get ready for for, for the weekend. So um, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm, I was looking at flights earlier on, I'm hoping to make it over at the weekend um, and then uh, back here on Sunday again. So just depends on if I can get uh, Ejaz sorted out. So if we can get her sorted, it'll be all right. The game's on <clears throat> Saturday, 7pm at the Viola Arena. You get that on Devils TV with uh, with Ollie and Garth. And uh, on Belfast Giants home game against the Dundee Stars, Sunday at 4pm at the SSC Arena. And you get that on Giants TV. Um, but get down to the game because it's. I don't think you're going to get another chance to see the Dundee Stars. And it's well worth getting down to see them uh, <clears throat> on that. Uh, AOB and I'm going to start, gents. Um I've been asked uh, just to give a bit of a shout for the Black Sunday deals that are coming from the Belfast Giants. Uh, 50% off tickets for Black Sunday. December. Yeah. Black, oh, Black Sunday, did I say? Black Friday? I don't know. There I don't know. Oh, Black Friday. Black Sunday? What's Black Sunday? Oh, no, that's, that was the Challenge Cup game. Never talk about Black Sunday. What's Black Saturday, David? <laughs> it's the last one in August. <laughs> All right, cool. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> okay. <laughs> You'll not be talking about that, Polly. Carry on. <laughs> I'm just going to skip past that. 
50 percent off tickets for selected games in December. I don't think every game except for the game against Sheffield on the 18th. I think is that fifty percent reduced. You know, that deal's on until Monday. Um, season ticket holders can bring a friend for free on the game on the twenty eighth of November. Um, and there's twenty five percent off Jan's merchandise, twenty twenty pounds off pro players jerseys, and then a whole load of other deals like with like so Harry Curry fresh by us, um, NI supplements, uh, and then also for um, things like the farmers bash, which I know Joel's really looking forward to. Get the farmers bash at the uh, at the SSE Arena. Um, if you go on the Belfast Giants website and offer all the details of the Black Friday deals, any other business, gents? I have a couple of things, guys. Um, first of all, um, I'm a wee bit disappointed the way uh, we're missing the Friendship Four again this year. Um, it yep. would have been this weekend. Um, it's one of those things where we've always looked forward to um, for the last five or six. Well, obviously, last year we missed because of COVID, but um, this weekend, first, isn't it? Yeah, it would have been this weekend, and that's. It, I was speaking to um, the boss this morning, speaking to Robert Fitzpatrick this morning. There's news coming soon, um, and uh, and uh, you know, with regards to next year, so it's it's something that uh, as soon as I heard this morning what's happening, it's absolutely brilliant. So it's uh, you know, the, 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 for anybody, I know we get people listening to our podcast who aren't necessarily Belfast Giants fan, but see if you get a chance to come over and watch the NCAA for the Friendship Four when it happens again. Um, don't miss it. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a top, top quality hockey and uh, something that uh, I, I genuinely am a wee bit disappointed we're not happening this year again. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a hell of a weekend. Yeah. And and the second thing I want to mention was um, our thoughts go out to Toby Craig um, and his partner, Wendy. Um, I mean, I've known Toby a long, long time. He's um, you know, he's been giving giving me penalties for a long, long time. Um, but unfortunately, uh, his partner Wendy's son Cameron passed away last Thursday night uh, in an accident, um, a traffic accident. Um, and I'm, I, I, I sent him a message or uh, day before yesterday, I think it was, uh, when I found out about it. And it's you know, it's nineteen year old kid. He's no longer with us. So it's I just want to uh, send our thoughts to him. And um, I know I know that somebody set up a just given page. Um, it's on my. Um, Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we can hit, put it out from AVFTV as well. Um, if you can donate, by all means, and please do because you know funeral unexpected funerals, especially, are very, very expensive. And um, if you can help in any way, shape, or form, and please do. Um, and our thoughts go out to Toby, uh, his partner Wendy, and all the family circle. Here, here. And the last one is nothing to do with hockey. It's just something that's caught my attention again um, today. Which I just think is is absolutely incredible uh, is the Kevin Sinfield. Um, oh, yeah. Amazing! It's it's unbelievable what this guy. Sir Kevin doing. Sinfield. <laughs> yeah, isn't it Kevin Sinfield? It is Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, a rugby union player um, who Rob Burrows, league. who's rugby league. league. Don't make that mistake. Rugby league. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's much. So shit balls, man. I don't really pay that much attention to it. <laughs> Um, but uh, just following the story today and yesterday, uh, running 101 miles in 24 hours um, to raise money for motor, motor urine disease, I think it is, isn't yes. it? Yeah, it's um, just, Rob for, Burrow, his ex-teammate, has been struck yeah, down by motor urine disease. It's absolutely incredible. And that, I mean, that that friendship is just one of the strongest bonds I've ever come across in my entire life. Um, and... Uh, and again, I was watching the news this morning when he was running over with Rob, uh, Rob's son, who joined for the last um, 
length of, of the the pitch as well, and it's it's just insane, absolutely insane what he's done. So uh, I just thought it was worth noting. He's done it. Yeah. It's 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 incredible some of the stuff he's been doing for the motor neuron disease, and I know he's did a, he's I think it's something like seven marathons in seven days as well in previous years, and you know you can see the friendship he has with Rob and 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 how much it means to to Rob and his family that that Kevin and don't get me wrong, Kevin Sinfield is a huge huge talent in rugby league and a very very. <clears throat> Very well loved player at Leeds, and you know, and this is phenomenal. I watch, I watch a bit of that myself. Says it's just a, an incredible feat for him to do, and you just, yeah, it's uh, you know, more power to his elbow. And if you want to give money to more new disease and the, the, the work they do there, I've, I've had a, a close family friend of ours pass away of it in, in years gone by. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible. Just, it's just, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just one of those debilitations that you you, you can't fight, or they can't fight at the minute. And it's, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll tweet something about that up. And uh, yeah, well done, more party as well, Kevin Sinfield. Uh, anybody else? Uh, just a, a quick shout out, if possible, to Rainer. You may have seen on his on his socials today the, the relaunch of his website, personalbesthockey.com. Uh, Rainer doing a bit of training. It's it's lovely to actually have seen this. A, a sort of, um, I'd be fairly friendly with Rainer to be honest. He lives, he has lived fairly close by for the past couple of years, and um, I've been privileged enough to kind of hear the conversations about personal best as as it has evolved from him wanting to kind of branch out and do a bit of training, and how his own personal kind of mental well being journey has has factored into that. Um, and, and it's just uh, it's pretty inspiring it's really lovely to have seen that kind of wee spark of an idea turn into what it has done and and there to be that resource for physical and mental well-being so uh shout out rainer uh it's it's good stuff uh check out personalbesthockey.com for all the details and uh, some sick merch as well actually yep top stuff maybe get them on next week for a chat about it we'll see see we get on uh david anything from you you good to go all good. all good i think david just wants to get into the warmth uh, <laughs> Right, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Two games, as I said, Cardiff away, seven PM on Saturday. Get it on Devils TV, and then the Dundee Stars are back at the SSE Arena again Sunday at four PM. Get yourself down there, or if you can't, join Mister Kitchen on Giants TV. Big, uh, big thanks to Darcy Murphy, Kieran Long, and Adam Keith, and thanks to Sis for popping down to train and sort that. And thanks to Belfast Giants TV for the uh, for the highlights, you know, what we got of them. Unfortunately, it seems that my computer was deciding to play up tonight, but thanks to David for cutting those together. Um, wherever you are, well, sorry, we're going to say you can get us on, at AVFTV on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, anything else. Oh, www.kingdomofthegiants.com. Thank you to you three gentlemen. Good to see you as, as always. Thanks, boys. Um, go fire up that superstar, Davey. And, uh, <laughs> three bar, kid. Three, bar. three bars, mate. Three bars. <laughs> and wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Podcast Network.